Welcome to You Might Relate, a podcast where we take relationships and mental health to the next level. I am Stacy Heaps, a licensed clinical social worker, and I have been practicing therapy for the last 15 years. There are counseling concepts and stories that I am excited to share. When we know better, we do better. Together, let's get to a place of radical acceptance of where we are while improving relationships and tackling life's transitions, one therapy concept and one story at a time. So let's get started to see if you relate. Well, good morning. Well, at least it's morning for me. So right now, Thanksgiving is approaching, but by the time this is published, you'll probably have a full belly and figuring out what leftovers you can put together for Friday or Saturday. So today we're going to hold up two truths together again. The holidays can be a wonderful time for many people, and it can also be a very difficult time for others. And so I just want you to know that I see you and I hold place for both of those scenarios. And on that note, today I want to talk about relationships, but it might be in a little different context than what you think. Now, I have always taught that your relationship is your interaction with someone, but today I'm going to back it up and say that it is actually your thoughts about someone. Because how we think about someone is then how we interact with them. I was recently at a UVU conference where Thurl Bailey came and spoke. He was big time, big deal basketball player when I was growing up. So people in general had very positive thoughts about him because I could see in how they interacted with him. They stood up when he walked in or walked by. They would ask for a selfie with him, an autograph. Then after he gave his address, most people stood up and clapped. Now, most of the time when I walk in a room, no one asks for my autograph or stands an ovation for me because their thoughts about me are different than their thoughts about Thurl Bailey. So I have this friend, Angie. She is so fun. She's such a light. She's easy to be around. She's smart. She's funny. She's loyal. She's honest. She's a really good photographer. And she knows how to bake like no one else I know. And she knows all the hiking spots. And she has the cool clothes and the cool bags and the cool shoes. And she just has style, you know? And she's also becoming an amazing surfer. But anyways, so I have all these thoughts about her. So I'm assuming that there are people out there that don't have those same thoughts about her. It's not because she changed. It's because the relationship we have with people is dependent on your thoughts about them, not actually them. Do you hear me? Okay, think about your parents. One of your siblings thinks one thing about your parent and you think something else. And that relationship is going to be a little different depending on how you think about them, right? And then that is also how you interact with them. Your relationship with people is largely due to your expectations of those people and how well you think 
they met those expectations. Oh, I have this other friend, Anita. Every holiday, her words come to me and she'll just say, keep expectations low or to a minimum or something like that. And I know that what she means is if we keep expectations low or don't have expectations at all, then you will have the best day because you will not be disappointed. You will actually be just as thrilled as if it was any other day. So I know I, I talk a lot about how our words mean a lot. So I'm not trying to say here what I'm about to say is that this is how you need to talk for the rest of your life. But I just want to give you this idea. You are not grateful for people. You have grateful thoughts about them. And so what I mean by it, you can still say, I'm grateful for you. But really, that all that means is that you have really grateful thoughts. People don't disgust you. You have thoughts that make you disgusted. Your sister doesn't hurt your feelings. You simply have thoughts that hurt. So what? So no one can have an impact? No, I'm not saying that. We are human, but I just think that once you get that, it's all about your thoughts, then it makes life a little less, it makes your life and you a little less victim-y. Think about it like this. Really picture it. On one side of the room, there's you. And on the other side is someone else. And that one thing that's in between you is your thoughts. And those thoughts are how you define your relationship. A very long time ago, here's story time. I was invited to join a carpool. And I was so happy to be included in this carpool. And then there was another girl on the street whose mom worked and she could also use help. And so I told the mom she could just count on us. We'd be happy to take her daughter. Might as well. The more the merrier, you know. Well, another mom was not happy about that decision and went to the fourth mom to complain. Her thoughts about me inviting someone without asking the group first made her feel like we had a horrible relationship. I was not meeting the expectations she had for the carpool. Because I was not privy to those complaints at the time, my thoughts about this mom who wasn't happy with me were very positive. I thought she was amazing. She is talented. We have a good relationship. I'm in this carpool. I'm thinking everything is great. But because her thoughts about me were that I didn't ask first and she was in charge of the carpool. I don't know exactly everything. She did not have positive thoughts toward me. Therefore, she did not have a good relationship with me. But I had a good relationship with her because I had positive thoughts for her. Does that make sense? This can happen with our spouses too. We have expectations when we think that they're not being met. I might think all he cares about is football. All he does is sit around and watch football. He doesn't care one lick about me. Okay, so if I have those thoughts, then I might think we have a terrible relationship because all he thinks about is football. But in his head, he's thinking we have a great relationship because we each do what we want to do. We have expectations and when they are not being met, then we can have thoughts that are negative. But when like his expectation is that we just do whatever we want in our spare time and 
don't complain to the other person about what they're doing in their spare time. And that's a good relationship. So he's having positive thoughts. I was having negative thoughts. Therefore, I'm the one that has the, you know, negative relationship with him, but he has a positive relationship with me. Think about the person you love the most in the world. What are your thoughts about them? They're positive, right? Think of the person you dislike the most in the world. What are your thoughts about them? It's negative. Isn't that interesting? It's not because they're not lovable. It's not because the person that you have positive thoughts is more lovable than the other person. It's really just our thoughts. So now let's talk about your relationship with yourself. This piggybacks on the self-confidence episode that we did in our last solo episode. So your relationship with yourself is also based on thoughts about you. You are 100% lovable. There's nothing you can do more of to be more lovable, and you can't do something to take away that lovability. If you do not love yourself, it's a reflection of your choice not to love yourself, but it's not because you are not lovable. Do you get that? You're lovable regardless. If you want a good relationship with yourself, then you have to commit to thinking positive thoughts about yourself. Now, we're not trying to create a bunch of narcissists and arrogant people. That's not what, but our goal is to have a good relationship with ourselves. And so thinking positive thoughts and committing to not saying negative things about ourselves is important. But if it was that easy, then why are we not doing it already, right? That's because we've been programmed that we have to be something or do something to have a positive relationship with ourselves, to think highly of ourselves. Isn't that crazy? We actually have to do or be something different than maybe we already are in order for us to feel like we can think highly of ourselves. Our brains are conditioned to judge and look for negative to keep us out of danger. But we don't have to think like that. We spend a lot of time picking out our flaws. Oh, I didn't do this. Or I should have done this different. Or, and we use up a lot of energy doing that. And then that leaves very little time and energy for us to love ourselves and to love ourselves on purpose. Especially, this is true, if you are going through something big right now. You have cancer. You just got divorced. You have had a faith transition. A kid had a faith transition. You have chronic pain. And we can go on and on because there's lots of hard things. But if what I'm saying is true, that your relationship with yourself is dependent on your thoughts about yourself, then we really have to be intentional about what we are going through with these big things in our life. We have to really notice how our mind is working. So let's take it a step further. What is your relationship with the cancer? What is your relationship with the divorce? With that faith transition? With that chronic pain? Quick little story. It was my anniversary on November 16th. And we have been married for 23 years now. That's a lot of years, but also not a lot of years at the same time. So my husband has been sick in bed. He's not been able to go to work. 
I'm trying to take care of him, do my work, make a dessert for the cross-country banquet, and get my youngest to piano lessons. My husband, he did acknowledge it was our anniversary by hacking up a lung and saying, happy anniversary. (laughs) And I decided to not give him my sentimental gift until we can celebrate later. But in the middle of the piano lessons that day, my daughter says, I don't feel very good. And so I hustled to get her all gathered up and take her upstairs and put her shoes on, get her out the door before she threw up all over the house. And as we were leaving, she just stops in her tracks and she wasn't going to move anymore. So I take all the stuff to the car and then come back to get her. And as I am putting things in the car, my heavy, just filled metal water bottle dropped on my toe. Oh my gosh, the pain. It was so painful. And then I look up to tell my daughter to get in the car. Now, remind you, this is my daughter with Down syndrome. I can see that she is peeing in her pants on the sidewalk. So I'm having this moment of, just dropped this water bottle on my foot. I'm watching my daughter pee her pants. She's not walking to the car. She has a stomach ache. Is she going to throw up? I have to get to this banquet. My husband is sick. All these things are just going off in my mind. So anyway, by the end of the night, I went to the clinic to have them relieve the pressure. They used some kind of a torch that put a hole in my toenail to release the pressure. Anyway, I have worked and still work on being present and understanding that my thoughts about how my anniversary should go will create my relationship with my anniversary. My thoughts about my toe will create the relationship I have with that pain and that toe. And my thoughts about my daughter will create the relationship I have with her. It's not my daughter. It's not that the thing fell on my toe. It's not that nothing went as expected. It's how I think about it. So, okay, this is how my anniversary is going to look and unfold. And really not one of those things ruined my anniversary. It would only be my thoughts about it that ruined it. You see that? Now, please, I'm not trying to make myself out to be this perfect monk and perfect thoughts. I am here learning and experiencing and practicing the thought that I chose for my anniversary was, okay, well, out of 365 days, if I have 10 of them that are crummy, that still leaves me with 355 days, you know, like it's, we have such a good life. We're most of the time healthy. I most of the time have a working toe. (laughs) Okay. Actually, I did catch myself saying, oh my gosh, this dumb toe, that's dumb. This is such a dumb thing. But I caught myself and decided to think, okay, how am I going to take care of this toe? What can I do to help myself feel better? Now that I have this toe, it hurts so much. What can I do with it? What can or can I not do that will help me feel a little better about it? So if you find yourself not liking or having a bad relationship with food, bad relationship with your, an ailment that you're experiencing or a relationship with your past. Maybe there's something in your past that's kind of haunting you or with your mom. Look at your thoughts. Decide if those thoughts are the thoughts you want to have. And do you like your reason for having those thoughts? 
because it's totally fine if you like saying, ah, that's a dumb toe. Keep saying it. Ask yourself if you have blind spots where there might be a lack of understanding or grace for someone. Is that thought serving you? I give this example. This is a horrible example. Gosh, please, if you have kids listening, maybe mute it right now. But if someone were to get raped, I hope I feel anger to put that person in prison for life right? I, we want to feel negative emotions. I'm not saying always feel positive, but is that thought serving you? Is the thought that you're having right now serving you? Does it help you like yourself? Is there room for a shift? Sometimes adding the word and to a thought really helps. So it might sound something like this. I am bummed that my husband is sick on our anniversary And grateful that we have the rest of the year that's a really good life and we can celebrate it another time. I'm really grateful for that. I'm bummed I hurt my toe and I'm so grateful for ibuprofen and Tylenol. So I do want to say here, I I really am not advocating for toxic positivity where there is an excessive and unrealistic expectation of always remaining positive and having a positive mindset at all times. I don't want to dismiss or invalidate negative emotions or experiences. We are meant to feel negative emotions. We need to feel them. We will feel them. Feel them. Just be accountable that they come from your thoughts and like your reason for thinking that way. You can get divorced, feel sad, betrayed, and disappointed, And also know that it is the right thing for you to do in your life right now. And like that thought and like your reason for divorcing. And you can have a good relationship with your divorce. You can have a chronic illness and be bummed not to go hiking or skiing because you have fatigue. And you like that you can take care of yourself and do other activities And you can have a positive relationship with your illness depending on what your thoughts are about it. Hear me out. If you have something chronic and it's with you constantly, do you want to have a good relationship with it or a bad relationship with it? And some people might say, well, why would I want to have a good relationship with chronic illness? So this is why. Because if you can't change your circumstance... Because sometimes we do, like in a divorce, like if I can change my circumstance, then change it. But if you can't, then developing a positive relationship with it, at the very least a neutral relationship with it, might serve you better. And I'm not saying it in a toxic way. I'm not saying, oh, you always have to put a smile on your face. But it might look something like, I have this chronic illness. I'm not able to go hiking. It's such a bummer. So I'm going to pick up some water coloring and I'm going to make sure I get two naps in a day and I'm going to have the best life I can with this illness that I have. Instead of wishing that you didn't have it, if you can't change it, then wishing that it wasn't there doesn't serve you. It is okay to wish it that you didn't have it, but constantly perseverating on it isn't going to help you. Or if you have left your faith tradition, 
there, you can totally be sad, be betrayed, be hurt, and you can still like your reasons for leaving it. And you can have a good relationship with the transition at the same time as feeling sad. Again, the holding two truths up together. You can miss it and you can know that it was the right thing. You can be chronically ill and wish that you weren't and also find peace and find other activities. You can hold two things up at the same time. So your relationship with others is because how you think about them. Your relationship with yourself is how you think about yourself. And your relationship to circumstances in your life is how you think about them. And your relationship to the holidays is how you think about them. So just recognize, notice how you think. This is just another plug for meditation where it really does help you separate you from your thoughts. You are not your brain. You are not your thoughts. You can decide how to think. Allow for those negative emotions and just recognize that they do come from your thoughts or recognize that maybe you don't even notice where they come from, but you can shift if it's the right time. Sometimes we do need to stay in our anger for a bit. Like in that scenario I gave earlier, stay in your anger until it's, until it has some resolution. Just know, is it helping or is it not helping? Just be aware. Is it helping or not? Yeah, so holidays are stressful for people, for some people, and for other people it's not. But a lot of times we worry about what others think about us. And instead, think how much happier you'll be if you just concern yourself with your thoughts of those people. If you have positive thoughts, and you don't have to speak them, you can just have them in your head. Have those positive thoughts in your head about the people that you want to love and you want to have a good relationship with and your interaction will be just like that. Me and my neighbor, we had a great relationship because I was thinking positive thoughts about her. She is the one who suffered by having negative thoughts about me. She didn't think we had a good relationship, right? So if someone is having negative thoughts about you, it's on them. Let them figure it out. That's on them. And if they tell you, Let's follow Byron Katie's template. Is what they're saying true? Can you absolutely know that it is true? If it is true, then it's a non-issue. Agree, apologize, move on. So in the case of my neighbor, she might say, you know what? It kind of bothered me that you let this other person in for these reasons, blah, 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 to the carpool. And I would rather that didn't happen. And then I would say, that is true. I let them in without telling you. I didn't think it was a big deal, but you're right. I did it and I apologize. And what can we do to have a win-win situation here? Okay. But if it is not true, how do you react when you believe it? And who would you be without that thought? So again, Byron Katie comes in so handy It is so important for us to recognize that our relationship with anything in this life, but including ourselves, comes from our thoughts. So if you feel like you don't have a good relationship with yourself, I want you to just notice this next week what your thoughts are about yourself and see if you can remedy that. And 
I hope you have had by this time, by the time that you listen to this, you will have had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And if it's hard, I wish you the best in the hard. And we'll see you next week for the next episode. Have a great day. Thank you for joining me today on You Might Relate. I hope this topic brought understanding and insight. And if you can relate to something in today's episode, subscribe and leave a review. I would love, love, love to hear your thoughts. Also, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at You Might Relate Podcast. And be sure to share this episode with your friends. The more understanding we create, the better we are as humans. You are in charge of your day, so go make it a good one. Catch you next time.